Chapter 13 of Rick and Ruddy by Howard Garris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Allison Hester. Chapter 13 On the Search. Never, since the red brown setter had come up out of the ocean to be Rick's dog, had Ruddy not been on hand to greet his master when the boy came racing from school. During the hours when Rick had to be at his classes, studying or reciting his lessons, when not chained in his kennel, would roam about the woods and fields not too far away from the house. Once he had even followed Rick and Maisie to school, and Rick had been excused and allowed to bring his pet back home. And now, for the first time, Ruddy was not there to greet his master. Rick looked up and down the street, but no dog was in sight, only Sally the cat. Rick gave a shrill whistle, the kind he always used to call his pet, but there was no joyous answering bark. Sally the cat gave a meow, as if replying, but Rick did not understand cat language, or at least not very much of it, so he did not know what Sally was saying. Perhaps the cat was telling Rick she knew where Ruddy had gone, but, being unable to speak boy talk, the cat was of no use to Rick. Here, Ruddy! Ruddy! Here, Ruddy boy! called Rick. Then he whistled again, and Haw Haw, being fully awake now and hearing the shrill notes, imitated them. Oh, mother! exclaimed Rick, coming back to the side porch. Where do you suppose Ruddy can be? Oh, I guess he just ran off, maybe to play with Peter said Mrs. Dalton. But he never did it before, not when I was coming home from school, remarked the boy. Just then, Haw Haw whistled again. There, exclaimed Mrs. Dalton. I heard a whistle just like that a few minutes before you came. It wasn't the crow, for he was fast asleep behind the stove. And I didn't whistle, declared Rick. Oh, do you think it could be that sailor? the one who was asking Mr. Bailey about Ruddy? Maybe he's been around here and he heard me whistle, or maybe he heard Haw Haw and he knows how we used to call Ruddy, and maybe he called my dog and took him away. Oh, I hardly think so, said Mrs. Dalton, though she was afraid this might have happened. I guess Ruddy just ran off to play with Peter or some other dog. But he never did before, exclaimed Rick. He always knows when I'm coming from school, and he waits for me. This was true enough, and Mrs. Dalton knew it. Just then, Maisie, who had stopped on her way home from school to talk to some of her girlfriends, came into the yard. Did you see Ruddy? asked Rick eagerly. No, was the answer. Oh, is he lost, Rick? I, I'm afraid so, was the reply. I'm going to go out and look for him. Better look over in Peter's yard, suggested Mrs. Dalton. Ruddy may be there. But the red-brown setter dog was not playing with the queer, sleepy-eyed, though good-natured English bull. Peter was gnawing a bone near his kennel when Rick hurried in. Bow-wow, barked Peter for that was his way of saying, Hello! Here, Ruddy, Ruddy, 
called Rick, looking around the yard of Tom Martin's house, for Rick thought his dog might have been playing with Peter, a game very much like the boys' game of hide-and-seek. Ruddy isn't here, said Tom, coming out of the house with a slice of bread and jam. What's the matter? Can't find him? Rick told about Ruddy's disappearance. Come on, we'll go look for him, offered Tom, making hasty bites at the bread and jam after breaking off a piece for his boy friend and giving Peter a nibble. We'll take Peter and look for Ruddy. Thanks, exclaimed Rick, hungrily chewing away. I guess that'll be best. I'll go tell my mother where we're going. And maybe when you get back home, Ruddy will be there, suggested Tom. No, I don't believe he will, spoke Rick rather sadly. I don't know where Ruddy is, but he's gone. And gone the setter certainly was. At least, he was not back at Rick's house when Tom and Rick reached there, with Peter running along beside them, sniffing at every tree and fence post. "'Hello, Rick! What you doin?' called Chot from the backyard of his home, where he was beating a rug. "'Looking for my dog,' Rick answered. "'Ruddy's gone!' "'Ooh!' whistled Chot. "'That's too bad. Wait a minute, and I'll come help you look.' Searching for a lost dog was more fun any day than knocking the dust out of a rug. Chot must have said as much to his mother, or else have promised to finish the beating later, for he soon came running out to join Tom and Rick. "'Where'd he go?' asked Chot, after he had patted Peter on the head and the dog had wagged his tail. "'We don't know,' Rick answered and then he told about Ruddy having run out at the sound of a whistle. It must have been your crow playing a trick again, Chot said. No, declared Rick. It was that sailor tramp this time, I'm sure. He wants to get Ruddy back. He told the Coast Guard so. Ruddy's a lucky dog, and the sailor tramp wanted him. He's a good dog, all right, agreed Tom but it isn't very lucky for him to run away and get lost. "'Tisn't his fault,' declared Rick. "'That sailor whistled him away. He must have whistled like I do, and Ruddy knew it wasn't haw-haw, cause the crow was asleep behind the stove. Ruddy ran out when he heard the whistle, and the sailor has him.' "'Well, we'll get him back,' cried Chot fiercely making sure, by calling and whistling, that Ruddy had not come back to the house while he was down the street with his boy friends, Rick and his chums started off on the search. "'Can I come?' asked Maisie, for she loved Ruddy as much as her brother did. "'Oh, no, dear, you can't go off with the boys,' said Mrs. Dalton. "'They're going across the field, and maybe to the woods. "'You must be back before dark!' she called to Rick. Yes'm, I will, if I find Ruddy, he answered. The first thing we'd better do, suggested Tom, is to go along the street and ask people we meet. Peter used to run away a lot, and I always got him back that way. He's such a funny-looking dog that everybody remembers him after they've seen him. But Ruddy isn't a funny-looking dog, objected Rick. 
No, Ruddy's nice, agreed Tom. But he isn't like any other dog around here. And if anybody saw an old sailor taking him away, they'd remember. Yeah, I guess they would, admitted Shot. We'd better ask folks, Rick. This was decided on, and the three boys began their search, first going up and down the street on which Rick lived. But no one had seen Ruddy running around that afternoon, or at least if they had seen him, they did not remember. The blacksmith, the cigar storekeeper, and the grocery man, each one of whom knew Ruddy, said they had not noticed him. It was not until the boys went in a small candy store at the foot of the street that they first obtained any information. "'I didn't exactly see a dog, Rick,' said Mrs. Blake, who kept the store. She had come out to wait on the boys, for Rick had three cents, and he was treating his chums. "'I didn't see your dog, Ruddy, but now that you speak of it, I did see something queer about an hour ago.' A rag peddler came in to ask if I had any papers, old automobile tires or anything like that to sell, as if I'd have an auto. And Mrs. Blake laughed, for she was rather poor. However, what I was going to say, she went on, was that when I looked out toward the rag man's wagon, I saw he had another person with him. There was a big man on the seat, and when I told the junk man I had nothing for him, I saw something like a dog, or some animal, down in among the bundles of papers in the wagon, and the man on the seat was trying to keep this dog, or whatever it was, from jumping out. Oh, that was Ruddy, all right. I'm sure it was, cried Rick. That sailor man must have whistled him away and have put him on the junk wagon. He couldn't get Ruddy any other way. The old sailor has my dog. I guess he has, agreed Tom. Which way'd the wagon go? Come on, let's chase after it. It was headed down the street when I saw it, answered Mrs. Blake. But I didn't pay much attention to it. I never thought it might be your dog, Rick. I'm sure it was, said the boy. Oh, I wonder if I can get him back. Sure we can, cried Tom Martin. We'll chase after that junk man until we catch him, and then we'll make the sailor give up the dog. Come on, shouted Chot. We'll have a regular cop and robbers chase. Come on. Rushing out, leaving open the door of the candy shop, the boys hurried down the street, their eyes eager for a sight of a junk wagon in which rode two men and a dog. Poor boy, sighed Mrs. Blake as she closed the door. I hope Rick gets back his pet. Chasing a junk wagon in Bellamere was easier than trying to find out from passers-by which way a dog had gone. And the boys soon learned that the wagon had turned off on a road that led to the next town. Come on, cried Shot. I know of a shortcut we can take across the lots and get ahead of the junk man. Come on. He led Rick and Tom down a lane, past the small electric light station, and out into a field. The boys had not gone very far before Rick cried, Say, this is a regular swamp. There's a lot of water here. Tisn't deep, said Shot. 
it won't no more go than over the tops of your shoes come on he was in the lead but the others were close behind him suddenly rick gave a cry what's the matter asked chot turning toward his chum you see the junk wagon no but 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 i'm sinking down i'm sinking chot it's way up over the tops of my shoes now i'm stuck in the mud i can't pull my feet out yelled rick end of chapter thirteen